Welcome to the Beyond the Boards podcast. Your home for all things hockey. Let's get started. Here are your hosts, Dan Coover and Dylan Terry. All righty, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Beyond the Boards podcast. My name is Dan Coover, along with the great and awesome Dylan Terry. And Dylan, breaking news, Tom Wilson is trying to kill somebody. Breaking news, Tom Wilson is as big of a piece of shit as he always has been. Yep, and uh, I got to say, listen, Tom Wilson, every time I think he can't get lower, you know, when he when he goes low, you know, two months later, he goes lower. Um, obviously, the incident last night, him trying to uh, smash Artemi Panarin's unhelmeted head over, or excuse me, on top of the ice. Uh, not suspended for it. Obviously, it was a pretty ugly hit. Um, what, when is the NHL going to, like, ban this dude forever, Dylan? I know, dude. It's fucking mind-baffling to me. He only gets a five grand fine for this. He literally initiated the whole entire thing by slamming, I think it was Buchnevich's head into the fucking ice. And then Panarin, I mean, yeah, it was his own fault for trying to stick up for his teammate, but any guy in the league is going to do that. So, And then Wilson body slams him to the ice and continues to hit him. Like, this guy is just a human scumbag. And then fucking... He goes in the penalty box and he mocks both of them. Like, dude, what did you yeah, just prove? Then, you just proved that you're then, the biggest asshole in the league. Like, right. And then the Capitals Twitter account tweeted out that stupid thing that, like, oh, basically said Tom Wilson lives rent free in everybody's heads. It's like, no, like, he legitimately, everybody loves a good tough guy, right? Yeah. Like, what NHL fan does not love a good old fashioned throwback tough guy? Nobody outside of Washington Capitals fans like Tom Wilson. Absolutely nobody. So clearly their account, their team, they're, they're missing the entire point of Tom Wilson as a whole. I cannot believe that. And everybody blames, oh, it's the social media interns' fault. No, they have like professionals that run these social media pages, guys. And the fact that like it probably got clearance on multiple levels just says a lot about that organization as a whole, I think. And I actually, I was reading into that. Um, they deleted that. They ended up deleting that tweet later. I think it was either today or late last night. I don't know when when exactly, but I did read earlier today that they had deleted that. So I know, dude, it's fucking mind-baffling to me. And then at the same point, like, the statement that the Rangers released today about the whole entire incident, like, calling out, like, the NHL uh, Player Safety Committee. Oh, that was and, great. Dude, that was nuts. Um. I think just to have them post that, that on their I team think, page too, like just oh for sure. I think the league though they should start allowing teams to do that with the refs. Like you, you want to get like more, like games involved, like more viewership and more eyes on the sport. Like start letting teams make statements about the refs without finding them. You know, start all that stuff. Let's turn this thing into like petty wars, fam. Like that's what I want to see. I know, dude. Just, oh, my God. Just Tom Wilson proves that he, he's just a pile of shit, like always. And he, I don't know how he didn't get suspended, dude. Like, listen to the suspension history. He already got, in his career, he got suspended once in 2017, two preseason games for a hit on Robert Thomas. 
Um, later on that season, he got suspended four games for boarding Sammy Blaise, Blaise, also of the Blues. So that's two instances in 2017 alone. 2018, he gets suspended three playoff games for a legal check to the head of Zach Ashton Reese. And then just Jeez. earlier this season, got suspended seven games for a hit on Brandon Carlo against the boards. And yep, he didn't even appeal that, that like suspension. And then just now the latest incident, just he just continuously puts everybody at risk on the ice. And obviously he hasn't learned from those other instances. So why the fuck he is getting a slap on the fucking hand for that is just mind baffling. Oh, and I forgot the biggest one of all where he got suspended in 2018. He got suspended 20 games in 2018 as well for his hit on Oscar Sundquist, also of the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. So just, just ridiculous, dude. Just he needs to get out of the fucking league and learn his lesson. Yeah, exactly. Because again, in a normal situation, everyone loves a good tough guy. Nobody likes Tom Wilson. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Do they play tonight, Dylan, or tomorrow? Um, I am not sure. I can tell you that in about two seconds. Well, whatever it is, that rematch is going to be fun. That rematch is going to be really fun because you can bet your, you know, bet your, you know, bet any amount of money that the Rangers are going to go at them. It's going to be a really, really chippy game. They play tomorrow um, at seven o'clock. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. Tomorrow and it's seven. the NHL.tv free game if anybody wants to tune oh, in. Oh, of course on the... it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. So of I'm course sure it's going to be. sure the viewership will be uh, pretty high for that one. For sure, <laughs> must-watch must TV. Um, and other news, exciting news in the NHL. How about uh, Cole Caulfield? Yeah, dude, the kids came in and looked like a complete stud for the Canadians, dude. I mean, I was posting stuff on our social media pages, all these ridiculous goals that he was scoring and just practice. And during the AHL's time that he spent uh, there, I think it was the, the Laval Rocket, I think is their uh, well, AHL Rockets, team. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dude, he was, just, he was scoring uh, some nasty the, shit in practice, and the kid looked like a stud. The, the D-Gens from upcountry in Laval. Do <laughs> <laughs> you watch Letter Kenny? Uh, nah, I like I know of it, but I haven't really watched it. So oh, Dylan, you gotta watch Letter Kenny. I know, I, I've, great show. I've had it recommended a few times, but yeah, but that, they always talk about they always talk about that show, the the the, the degenerates from upcountry in Laval. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, because I guess it's really close to Montreal, and yeah, um, people always rip on them. But anyway, Not sorry true. about that. Call Caulfield, <laughs> yeah, guys, dude. exciting. Yeah, he was, I think, what was he, point per game in the AHL before he got called up? So, I mean, it was only a matter of time, especially with the Canadians just kind of dwindling where they're at right now, um, hovering in a borderline. It's a shame for him. He, it's a shame, though, for him that he plays on a team that will never make a deep playoff run. So, it'll be tough for fans to really get endeared to him. Yeah, and what a way to score your first NHL goal, dude. A game winner in overtime. I mean, it, it must be something about rookies this year because – I mean, Alexis Lafreniere scored his first. Yeah, he did too. Over goal in overtime earlier this year, and then Caulfield again the other night, or what was it last night? Scores yeah, his back, second back. career goal in overtime to win the game. Like, so maybe if uh, Montreal the, the can, just, yeah, maybe if uh, Montreal can just try to send every game to OT and just let the kid uh, do his stuff when it's three on three, and uh, maybe they'll make a run. But who knows? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I love it though, man. Cole Call, he's gonna be a stud in this league. I can't wait to keep watching him play. Um, definitely hope to see a Montreal Toronto playoff matchup, but more on that in just a few minutes. Uh, a few minutes. Yeah, and uh, I moving see, along uh, here. Oh, I was gonna talk comment one more thing on Caulfield. Oh, sure, go ahead. Go ahead. As a Hawks fan, dude, I see a lot of similarities between him and Alex Debrinket. Like just their goal scoring capability. They're both shorter guys. And like they were saying, like some of the experts were saying, he's just so like shifty on his skates. He doesn't really get hit that much. And that's pretty much the same play style Debrinkit does. And then we've seen Debrinkit be a 40 goal scorer before. And I mean, last year Debrinkit dipped down a little bit in his production, but this year, again, he's right around the 30 goal mark. He'll probably hit it by the end of the season. But um, yeah, Caulfield, I just see a lot of similarities between him and Alex Debrinkit. So I had to throw that little tidbit in there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I agree. I could see a little bit of that too. Um, the guy's going to be a special player. I like Debrinkit a lot too. So that's, uh, you know, a, a pretty good comparison there. Moving along though, as we talk about one star on the rise, we've got one, well, former star goalie who just played his last home game in Anaheim Ducks. Really, I should respect the city of Buffalo more and say Buffalo Sabres goaltender, Ryan Miller. So great career for this guy. Yeah, for sure, dude. I, I'm looking at it right here. He's played, he spent 18 seasons in the league, dude. Like that's mind blowing to me. Um, former Vesna winner back in the 09, 2010 season. Um, he did, he has only played in one all-star game in his career, but I mean, look back in the day, like how he basically was the face of the Buffalo Sabres franchise and this was. generation anyways. Yeah. He, he was and, and a lot, for a lot of us too, like growing up watching U S hockey, you know, he was always kind of the goalie who I felt like embodied the U S you know, hockey national teams goalie. So, you know, at least for me growing up as a kid. So, you know, his 18 year career, you know, he's all, his career is old enough to buy a lottery ticket now. Um, so that's how, you know, it's lasted basically an entire generation. Um, and it's really obviously good to see, you know, good Americans, uh, goaltenders as well, really help grow the game down here. So, um, you know, what's not to love about Ryan Miller, great career. It's a shame he couldn't get a cup, but you know, he always put his best foot forward and he definitely made his mark on the game. Yeah, dude, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to make it in the Hall of Fame or not. I mean, I would have him as probably a fringe Hall of Famer. Uh, I would say he's a Hall of Famer. It's kind of hard. I mean, he's only got one All-Star game. He's only got one Vesna. Obviously, he didn't have any cups or anything throughout his career, but some of his stats are pretty good. So maybe he belongs in the Hall of Very Good. Well, a lot of, like, they were saying on Spit and Chicklets earlier today, they think that he'll probably be in, like, the USA Hockey Hall of Fame. for but all not the actual one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they say they don't really take it into account that much when they're – well, they no, don't really they don't. take international play into account when they're determining NHL, which I can understand that point. Yeah, which makes sense, for sure. He's got over 14,000 yeah. saves in the league since he's – well, that was just in Buffalo alone, I guess – my bad. I was reading it wrong. In his career, he's got over 20,000 saves. 21,644, dude. That's that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy's absolutely insane, and he had a great career, man. Um, so he'll be missed, but shout out to you, Ryan Miller. Maybe we'll try to get him on the pod 
you know, he should come on. He does have a little bit more. He will have a little bit more time on his hands now. Oh, yeah. um, but speaking of some teams that will not have a lot of time on their hands coming up in just a short week or so, Stanley Cup playoffs are right around the corner. And Dylan, I could not be more excited about this. As a Blackhawks fan, I kind of have a differing opinion on that. But, yeah, it'll be fun to watch playoff hockey again, dude. It seems like it's been forever since the last uh, go around there, almost a year ago now. Just, uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see the teams play and excited to see some of these uh, other teams that are kind of new to the game this year. I wouldn't say Minnesota's really new to the game, but they've, like, revitalize that lineup i guess you could say and yeah a lot more entertaining yeah it still sucks for them they're definitely getting knocked out by either colorado or vegas but Mm -hmm. i mean good for them for at least trying Uh, Uh, and i think florida is going to be another fun team to watch yeah but they're going to get knocked out in the first round too yeah by your tampa bay yeah they are but i mean yeah i get what you mean though for me it's like yeah it's been a while but like i can't wait for the playoffs, but if the lightning don't win the Stanley cup this year, like I'm not ready to give it up yet, Dylan. I'm not ready to give it up. You know what try, I'm saying? Try being me a Hawks fan winning it three times in six seasons and then just have your team be a dumpster fire since then. So Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, it's very tough because it's like, well, it's like, you know, you just want it to love you forever. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we haven't even really had the traditional full calendar year that most teams have. COVID robbed us of that. We could if we get knocked out early, which I hope doesn't happen. You know, only end up getting like nine months with the, with the cup, uh, which is disappointing. <laughs> um, so I think the Lightning, we need to win one more. We got to win it again this year. <laughs> and then after that, we could rebuild or whatever. But yeah, I can't wait for the playoffs, man. Sorry about your Hawks, but... <laughs> I also am not sorry because you guys, I'm still not over 2015. So <laughs> it's all right, man. I'd, I'd rather us play like we are down the stretch. And because if we get in the playoffs, we're just going to get fucking clapped the first round anyway. So I might, yeah, I'd rather have a higher death, draft death pick. Yeah. I'd rather have yeah. a dra- higher draft pick at this point anyway. So especially when yeah. we're rebuilding. So yeah, that's, that's totally fair, man. That's totally fair. But, uh, but yeah, man, I absolutely can't wait. Listen, is it just me or is the end of the regular season been so boring this year compared to most years? Yeah, it's weird, dude. It seems like just there's been like a steady trend of just like the top four teams in each division just winning every single game. Like I'm looking at some things right now. I mean, aside from Winnipeg, they've been on a <laughs> seven-game losing streak. as the, Yeah, the they should call them Losepeg, folks. But, like, in the East, Boston's on a four-game win streak right now. Uh, Edmonton's got a two-game win streak. Montreal's got a three-game win streak. Colorado's got a three-game win streak. Um, In the Central, Carolina's got a four-game win streak. Florida's got a four-game win streak. So it seems like the top four teams in each division are just getting all the wins. And then just, like, the bottom four teams are just – well, bottom three teams, if you count. Yeah, they're, they're trash right. of the Canadian yeah. division, but um, yeah, oh, I mean the Canadian division. Really, it's a shame that they even did that because the division itself is a complete joke. Um, <laughs> literally delaying our the end of the season um, uh, is is you know unfortunate. You know, I thought that was the whole reason why they did their own division is because Canada was perfect when it comes to COVID. Clearly, they weren't. So. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not really excited, you know, to see that division because whoever gets out of that one's not going to deserve it. Yeah, and I, while we're at the topic uh, of the Canadian division, did you see the news that came out with Jake Vertanen? In Vancouver? I did see that. That that's I did crazy, that. dude. I, I, like, I have no comment on that situation until <laughs> more evidence comes out. That's I know. bottom line. I heard that today, and I was like, for those of you that don't know, apparently sexual assault allegations came out against Jake Vertanen, and then like the Vancouver Canucks have basically cut ties with him for the time being. Like they took him off their roster and everything, like just basically like he just disappeared. <laughs> so, and I guess he's like yeah. left the team for the time being as well. So just crazy. Yeah, they should probably get that sorted out for sure. Um, listen. <laughs> Some situations, I again, no comment till more details come out. That's always the best way to go about those situations. But yeah, definitely an interesting situation for the Canucks. But yeah, I mean, the Canadian division, they're completely, they're, they're really, none of those teams are legitimate cup contenders. In fact, Dylan, I would bet, you know what? This is what I'll do. Dylan, I'll donate 50 bucks to a charity of your choice if any of the Canadian teams win the Stanley Cup. All right, sounds good. Yeah, because it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I didn't say so actually ma- now I'm I'll, I'll match it. I'll match so it. Really... Okay, deal. Match it if they do that. Deal. If it does, cool. Fifty dollars <laughs> each, double or nothing. All right, but yeah, I mean, it sucks. They suck. I'm most excited for the West still. Yeah, I know, dude. The West, like, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be basically. I think uh, I don't know. St. Louis is on a roll. They're six and three in their last ten. Uh, Minnesota's eight, one and one in their last 10. So they obviously haven't lost pace and we all know how good Vegas and Colorado are and how much depth they have. So yeah, as shitty as the West division overall has been this season, I think that's going to be the most entertaining playoffs. Yeah, Cause they, like, they do, the even though again, as I said, the wild are totally getting eliminated round one. I don't care which team they end up playing, but mm-hmm. it's been, a, it's a fun division and, and it's got three of the most fun teams to watch. Again, never thought I'd say Minnesota's a fun team, but here we are. Um, <laughs> so, and then whoever St. Louis plays, because, I mean, that matchup set probably will end up being, I'm thinking probably Vegas, but yeah. it could be Colorado. Um, say Colorado does have a game in hand over Vegas right now. Yeah, they do have a game in hand, and they'll be tied. I'm not sure who has the tiebreaker, but either way, it's going to be a good time. Um but not for St. Louis. They're going to get destroyed. <laughs> um, out, out east, um, it's pretty much all the teams I hate in the east made the playoffs, and all the teams I hate just a little bit less. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes out, out east. I, I really don't like any of those teams. Dude, I don't know how Pittsburgh is doing so good this year. Like, they're tied for first. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They got a plus 31 goal differential. Just, I don't know how Pittsburgh is getting it done this year. Yeah, especially Malkin. when there were all those talks early on in the year that they were going to start rebuilding it. I know. And then, like, Malkin did, like, absolutely nothing this year last I checked. I thought he was having, like, a down year. Um, I'm going to look up the stats yeah, now while yeah. we're talking. But, like, I just don't know how, like, Jeff Carters came in there and played decent. Like I thought he was going to be just kind of a shitty acquisition, like just trying to a Hail Mary for a depth piece at the trade deadline. But I mean, 
Yeah. Vince Malkin does have 25 points in 30 games, but still, he's not at the pace that he normally is. But, I mean, he's starting to turn up the wick here. I guess he's got um, six points his last five games. So, maybe he's starting to yeah. turn the season around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's – you know, it would be a good time for him to get hot, obviously, for the Peds. We got – let's see here. The Islanders, who I can't stand watching that team play hockey. I cannot stand it. <laughs> They're so boring. I I don't know. Everybody says they're boring, but I kind of like their team, they're, the way that they're built, how they're kind of based off of fundamentals, I guess you could say. Like, just playing yeah, good but defense, boring. solid system. Yeah, like, and they're always – I mean, the Islanders have always been underdogs. I mean, you're in New York City going against the Rangers, who are one of the biggest markets in the league. So it feels to me like the Islanders have always been, like, the underdog. I guess yeah, I mean, they did win, so. yeah, except for when they won four straight cups in the 80s, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I feel like there's three teams where if you're like a really good offensive player, you don't want to play for them. And it's the Islanders, it's the Blue Jackets, and it's the Jets. And the Islanders, I, I just feel like they just are never going to be able to ha- attract a really big star because of that system they play. Like, and plus, Matt Barzal, I think we'd be talking about him in the same breath as like your McDavid's and your, you know, those types of players. Um, obviously, he's not as good as McDavid, but if he played in a better system, because I think he could easily be a hundred point per season guy in a, in a better system. Yeah, I'd probably. I don't know. I think the team that I would rather like not play for if I was a forward. Um, I was gonna say because Winnipeg, I Winnipeg's so stacked up front. I wouldn't mind playing with them. Because you'd have a lot of guys that you could work pretty good with. Kyle Connor, Ehlers, Shifley. I mean, Wheeler's kind of old, but um, I agreed with your other, what was it, two that you said? Um, yeah, um, Columbus and, and um, the Islanders. Yeah, I think my third team, if I had to choose one that I wouldn't want to play for, is either Nashville. Yeah, um, they're definitely up, up or there, Minnesota. too. But Minnesota's got Kaprizov now, so that might change my mind. But Nashville just – I mean, the what? who leads their freaking franchise in points? I forget. Isn't it like – Is it uh, Leguan? Yeah, Leguan? David Leguan is your franchise leader. Yeah. Like, what's up? <laughs> That's a throwback right there. Like, nobody wants to play for that organization up front. Defensively, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll tell you what, loaded, but I'll tell you what. Playing in Nashville, man, that's a party town. <laughs> oh yeah that's a party town baby oh yeah bud where i went to college so, Canton had the same goal song as nashville really oh dude it, <laughs> yeah for, for hockey oh the country's oh what, what's the goal yeah, song? i like it i love it oh I yeah some more of it <laughs> yeah man that's you know big big time party town i mean i'll say this about nashville they had the in terms of fan advantage like they're getting rowdy fans. Their their rink is right on the edge of probably the best street in America. Yeah, in Broadway on Nashville, and you know what? They've done a, such a great job invigorating that fan base down there. Even though, again, they have no chance of winning a Stanley Cup anytime soon because <laughs> that city's so much fun. Uh, if you guys have not been to a game in Nashville, everybody's got to go to a game in Nashville I mean, at least once. You got to try it. It's great. Yeah, dude, as Central Division rivals of the Hawks, actually, in an, in an, even in a normal season, 
Um, I've been accustomed to how uh, rowdy Preds fans can get. Dude, that's crazy. Like, they have that car outside their arena that fans can just yeah, the smash, smash car. And shit, dude. That, like, that's nuts. And then just yeah. the Preds fans I know from playing against them, just annoying as shit. I mean, <laughs> half the time they chant stuff that doesn't even make fucking sense. But, like, that yeah, time, I think t- it was Tennessee. Tennessee people are great. I can't remember who was in goal for the Hawks. But they were chanting, like, Crawford, you suck because we were losing. But Crawford wasn't even in the fucking goal. It was somebody else. I can't remember. It, I was just laughing so hard that game because I was like, this is how fucking stupid Preds fans are. But I just – I mean, yeah, they might be stupid from time to time, but they got one hell of a fan base down there. And uh, it's, Yeah, oh, yeah. Like I, I love like – listen, I love the state of Tennessee. I love Nashville. I love hockey in Nashville. I love hockey in the South in general because we bring an interesting flair to the game down here that I, I just don't think – you get obviously everywhere else there's some nice parts about the nice tradition but there's also some cool parts to a flair that's what i think makes the nhl the best league in the world because you got teams just from all over and so many different cultures you know merge into one in, in a lot of ways so yep, definitely pretty dope but yeah man i don't know how we got this deep with it but i know <laughs> and while, while we're going this deep the hawks are uh Blowing the two goal lead that they had, they were up two nothing, and uh, magically Carolina's tied it. At the oh, end that's of the not ideal. Period. Love it. <laughs> Bad enough, you guys stole my cup from me in 2015. Was <laughs> that game, game five with my dad when Ben Bishop decided to like fucking kamikaze Victor Hedman? <laughs> Dude, I, just, I think I was run out. I think I was no business running out. I think I was oh my god came home from camping and I saw that highlight so I think I was listening to it on the radio while I was camping and then I came back home and watched that highlight and I just started fucking dying laughing dude it was probably the one of the dumbest moments I was just like what the fuck how does that happen in the finals like out of dude like a regular season game okay but in the finals like are you fucking kidding and (laughs) and literally it happened and everybody in the whole arena is like why is ben bishop charging at victor and then again didn't it end up being the game winner too no it wasn't quite it happened early in the game and the lightning ended up tying it it was and i think i think vermette Scored the game winner, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, in the third period, I think it was yeah, a two one game. If I'm not mistaken, was that game? No, that was game like three or four. It was right? game five. It was, it was yeah, five. it was the game where uh, he scored it and then the net came off, right? Yeah, something like that. I, I don't remember. Like, it. I've the kinda, net got dislodged. I've like, blocked right it from my memory. <laughs> but straight up, dude, I've only gone back and watched that play like twice. Like it makes <laughs> me sick. It's like one of my least. It's like there's two plays in my sports career that I feel that way about. That's one of them because that was the moment I'm like, you cannot make a mistake like that against, at that time, a team like the Blackhawks who had won, obviously, two prior cups and yeah. five seasons prior. You cannot make that kind of mistake against that level of team and expect to win the Stanley Cup. I kind of knew it was over at that point. And then the other play for me that completely has ruined me yeah, obviously, as some might know, I'm a massive New York Giants fan. Check us out, Giants 366 um, on Facebook. But the Deshaun uh, Jackson play at, in 2010, <laughs> where the Giants blow a 24-point lead or 24-7 lead, whatever it was, oh, and Deshaun Jackson returns that touchdown, that is the worst 
play of my life. I'm pretty sure. Like I can never. I anytime I even remotely see that play, I can't. I I can't watch it. I cannot watch. It. See both of those plays. I every time I watch them, I still laugh at both of them. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? So so sorry to bring you pain. I mean, I understand. I know you're a Colts fan. For remember that Tracy Porter pick six there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty-five good times, but lick your chops. Uh, lick your chops. Yep, exactly. No, dude. But, actually, a on, side note on that. It's crazy. Yeah. A side note on that, dude. A fucking um, I was in sixth grade at the time when that play happened, and I came to school the next day, and. uh I come up to my locker and some of the dumbasses in my grade got like a newspaper saying uh, something about, oh, the Colts blow <laughs> Tracy Porter's <laughs> pick sends the Saints to Super Bowl victory or whatever. And then I come into school and it's like fucking taped on my locker when I came into school that time. Oh, and then bro, just like fire. everybody the next like fucking week and a half. Oh my god, Dylan, how about Tracy Porter? Dylan, how about Tracy Porter? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you guys. Like, yeah, I, I've but... become that guy with like the Giants and the Lightning to where it's like I'm the guy that like if we win, a lot of my friends are like, Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice. Like when we when the lightning won the cup, I got a text from people I hadn't talked to in years, like almost like congratulating me as if like I had a kid. Like the way like most normal people, normal functioning people would be like, oh, hey, you know, congrats on your, I know it's been a while, but I just saw you had a baby on Instagram. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. People did that to me when the lighting won the Stanley Cup um, this year. But then there's other people like if we lose this year, I know people will just be up in my grill who I haven't talked to since middle school. They're like, haha, I know you're the lightning guy. You guys suck. You know, yeah, sign the Savers that. fan. Yeah, no, I'm just I've, kidding. I've had that over the years too, especially the Hawks winning and then the Hawks getting swept against Nashville back in I think it was yeah, that's right. Dude, I just, about that one. I've been on uh, both sides of the spectrum as well, so I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah, that's the highs and lows of being sports fans, and that's why the highs. You know, there's so much rarer than lows of sports. I mean, when I when I interned for the Lightning, you know, we we lost to the Pens in the uh, um. Eastern Conference Final that year I was interning. And that's what one of the people said to me. You know, one of the ladies was like, I've worked here for 16 years and we've only got one cop at the time. And it's like, that's true. A lot more, lot more lows than there are highs, man. For real, man. Just ask Maple Leaf fans. Well, that's all lows. I mean, they have even right. like, we talk about Toronto. Like, you talk about being a fan of a crappy franchise, like, oh, man. I mean, how do you not win the Cup since the league expanded to more than six teams? They have have less of a shot. Like, it's pathetic, really, like, if you think about it. And to have some of the teams that they've had over the years, too, like, some of these guys that have played for them. Like like Wendell Clark. Wendell Clark, (laughs) Cujo, just, they've had some good names over the years, just haven't really got to the point to where they put it all together. You know what it is with them? And I still think they have this problem. I don't think they like are completely bought into the structure of the team. I don't think they're completely yeah. sold defensively. Like I know they've tried to get tougher and I know I've previously said like they made a really good, you know, move of the trade deadline. I'm bringing in Felino from, you know, Columbus. Uh, but when it comes down to it, you know, I, I just really think that 
the team itself just they don't have that identity of they don't scream a tough out to me they scream like a team that's going to definitely win two games in every series just because of how good their offense is but they're not going to be like a tough out for a good team yeah and if their goal scoring dries up in the playoffs we know how much more of a physical game it turns into in the playoffs and yeah you got some of these guys that do have more of a physical element to their game but if they come in in the playoffs and their age starts catching up to them like Wayne Simmons, Joe Thornton. I mean, if they get to the point where they're getting yeah, too many hits sure. in the playoffs and stuff, that could be a bunch of injuries waiting on down the road. And overall, I don't think their defense is that solid. I mean, yeah, it's better than it has been in the past couple seasons. So you have more of a chance this year. But And then their goaltending situation is just up in the air too. Can't belt it's ugly. Good. But then they picked up uh, shit. What was his name? Ben Hutton, and who knows if Anderson's going to come back. So it's just I don't know. It's it looks good for the least, but if their goal scoring dries up, just I don't see them making it that far. Yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement with you there. I mean, I, I I still think in that North Division they get out of it because again, that division yeah. is a whole such a joke. I was say, get a cakewalk. Let's them do that again next year. They just need to tell the Canadian teams they got to come down to America and play because, I mean, it's a complete joke having those seven teams in that crappy division. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, when it comes down to it, like, I, they should get out of that North Division, but if they don't, like, they need to completely rethink the entire thing because, I mean, you're, you're going on, what, year five of Matthews, and that would mean 0 for 5 in the playoffs? Like, that's a big problem. Yeah, that's what everybody's been saying. Like, this is year, what, six or seven of their five-year plan they had to begin with, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's always, they're, again, they're like the, like the, almost like the Chicago Bears, I feel like, of, of the Yeah, yeah that's a good, that's a good like, comparison. I like that. Like, they, they're always in the mix, but they're never really, and yeah, it's not like they don't have good players. They have good players. I like Matthews, like I like Martyr. Don't like mm-hmm. Tavares. But, you know, like, they got players on that squad. It's just – Yeah, they always have solid they, rosters and are expected to be in the mix. But they just – how do I say this? They just uh, fail to meet expectations, I guess. They do constantly, man, constantly. So, either way, it's going to be interesting playoffs this year, man. I'm, I'm just excited to be back in arenas, excited to get some tickets to some lightning games, you know, sure. and, and really – Really, how, you know, enjoy the process. I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. How cheap uh, are the Lightning tickets right now? Because the Hawks just released their ticket prices. Um, now that fans are allowed back in the stadium, dude, for their last two games against Dallas, that's going to be the only two games that fans are allowed in the stands. I was reading some ticket prices up in the 300 level, like up in the rafters. The tickets are going for like 200 bucks a piece. Yeah, I think they might be. Um, is that the really same know. for the Lightning or no? Well, my dad and I, we pay, I think it's, they're honoring like our season ticket rate. Gotcha. It's like $33 a game, I think, for where we sit. Like we get kind of no sweet seats. Yeah. But like, good. just because we're cheap. But, yeah, um, you're good. and also I'm not rich, neither is he. But, <laughs> but we, yeah, like, so we got like kind of no sweets and they're like 33 bucks a game. But the resale value, I think they're going for 100, 150 bucks a game. I was going to say, because, like, I was reading on Twitter, like, all the Hawks fans are like, why the fuck are we going to pay $200 to watch a team that's eliminated from the playoffs, that's in a rebuild, get shafted by the Stars? Like, Yeah, but there's people who would, though. 
I know, but it just and then everybody the counterpoint is, oh yeah, well the league's got to make up for their losses from COVID. Like yeah, I get that, but like all these that, games, that's just supply and demand because there's only three thousand people. I think the the solution to everybody's problem is they need to give full arenas. I know that mm-hmm. might not be a popular thing to say, but they need full arenas. And they need to let, you know, maybe adults make a choice for their life to see if they want to risk getting COVID or not. Yeah. Because, like, the playoffs, now two years without having full stadiums, it definitely makes it less special. Mm-hmm. And I think to deny that would be stupid. So they need to give full stadiums. And when it comes down to it, you know, they, they, they've just got to do it, man. Like, they've just got to do full, full, full arenas again. Um. And, and, and give the fans what they want, give the people what they want, because it, it really does hurt the fans, because you know, there's a lot of diehard fans of teams that aren't season ticket holders, so I know can't get tickets for, for a reasonable price this year. Yeah, dude, like so. me, if I was to go to Chicago or something, or I, I can't really go – I mean, they're in their divisions that they are this year, so Chicago doesn't come at, over here in New York anywhere. So, I mean, I haven't got to go to a game this year, but even if I was to go to Chicago, I'm not going to pay $200. Like everyone's saying, I'm not going to pay $200 to watch this shithole of a team right now. Like, fuck that. Like, I'll just watch them on TV where I already have it paid for on NHL TV. So, yeah, just... I, 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 you know, bro, I agree with you completely there. So, um, I definitely think that's a common, um, a common factor there. But yeah. either way, dude, I, I, we've kind of, this has been like a, I feel like we've gone completely off the rails, but that's okay. I know. It's just kind of like an off the rails show because it's like a weird time where it's like, I think the best analogy I saw this week, it's like, this is basically the time where all the fans of teams who, you know, who are in the playoffs, you're you're just simming the end of the seat. You're already qualified. So you're just simming until the end of the season at this point. Pretty much. And then uh, me fan of a team that's not making the playoffs is just ready to get next season started. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, no matter what, the Washington class is great, is the greatest. I can't wait to make excuses and tell all my friends like, oh, can't hang out tonight. I've just got so much going on, you know, for like eight nights a week, basically, because I'm just watching the playoffs. It's going to be like the next two weeks. I'm not going to want to do anything. So watch the playoffs. So, you know, that aspect of it's going to be pretty funny. Um, But I'm excited, bro. I'm really pumped. Um, same man yeah, we'll, we'll, do a full, be- we'll do a full playoff prediction next week right Dill? I was gonna say yeah when uh, the playoff matchups are set we could uh, actually probably get on NHL.com have like a little bracket challenge maybe I'll make like a oh, video oh, yeah. or something and uh, I'll put it on our social media or something maybe even if I have the time yep, to for sure. see you after I start my new job not gonna promise anything but um, yeah make a Stanley so Cup playoff up, bracket uh, group on, I think it's NHL.com that does it, right? Or am I just? Yep. And, and again, I'll, I'll obviously have the Lightning getting out of the. Um, your brackets can be different because there's not like an East and West, but I obviously have the Lightning yeah. getting out of the. You're winning the whole thing. Um, it'd be fun to see us, you know, beat Vegas because I'd love to go to Vegas for the final, crash <laughs> your final, win the cup in Vegas, have the night of my life. That'd be fun. You so. wouldn't hear your obsession with Vegas now. Ay, 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 man. Bro. Bro, I thought it was going to be overhyped, not going to lie. But it's the greatest city in America. Like, it, my, it used to be Nashville. I always I used to love Nashville more. Yeah. And now it's it's Vegas is number one for me. I didn't even see a hockey game there. I love Vegas. So, couldn't can't even matter how, how much fun hockey games are. 
Oh yeah. So, and I'm, anyway, I'm actually, I'm actually uh, pumped to see the expansion draft preview that coming up here in a few weeks as well. Yeah, I am too, bro. I, I can't like that'll wait. Be, that'll be pretty fun too. So I'm looking forward to the yep. end of the season and uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of uh, things happen down the stretch here. Absolutely, man. But anyway, Dill, and thank you very much for, for tonight's show, everybody, for listening. Um, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you guys soon. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Beyond the Boards podcast. If you enjoyed it, we hope you will leave us a rating and review, as well as subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Find us on Instagram at the Beyond the Boards podcast, on Twitter at Beyond underscore Boards, on Facebook, Facebook.com Beyond the Boards podcast, and on TikTok at Beyond the Boards podcast.